Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Appreciate you. We want to do Law of Attraction and Gratefulness again. Gratitude. Law of Attraction and Gratitude. I'm going to continue to combine these two things together because without gratitude, you would never apply the Law of Attraction correctly. Everybody hear what I just said? I'm going to continue to combine these two things together because without gratitude, you would never properly apply. You never properly apply the Law of Attraction correctly. Everybody got that? Someone tell them to break it down in a different way than I just said it. Or tell me from experience how right I am. Well, if you're not grateful, you're going to attract ungrateful things. Like, if you lack gratitude, then you will have a life that reflects that you are ungrateful. And the hardest part is that it may not be visible to the average eye but it will be visible to your internal person and that's going to feel like torture. Did 
Thank you. Unhappy equals ungrateful. Give me more. Come on. Give me more. You've been unhappy before. You understand what we're talking about. When you complain, when you complain, you are ungrateful. Uh, when you're when you complain, you're unhappy. And so, when anytime I'm complaining, I don't have anything to be grateful for because I'm complaining. I, I'm, I'm focused on what's not going right instead of being grateful for what is going right. What's the side effect of all Anger. What's the side effect of anger? Uh, oh. How would anger manifest itself in your life? Someone help out. Poverty. Okay. You attract more things to you that make you angry. That's good. That's facts. What else? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You said the side effect of anger, I mean, just in a nutshell, I would say poverty because that's all anger can lead you to. Okay, that's fair. Let me push that further then. Anything that you have in your life that's not serving you or you don't want, it's poverty. There is no in between. We don't get the guests here. If it does not take you to the next level that is subjective to your dreams, it's poverty. It's not kind of, well, it's poverty. But the side effect of anger is obviously poverty. But the side effect of not being grateful is poverty. Throw out some other words without unmuting your mics. Just say it loud enough for people to hear you here. Other words that have nothing to do with oh, just just not gratitude. Doesn't matter. Just throw frustration. Frustration. Poverty. Fear. Poverty. Poverty. Irritation. Indecisive is the granddaddy of all poverty. In between poverty. Procrastination. Procrastination, poverty. Give it. <laughs> Be positive words. Was poverty. I'm not just gonna say prosperity if it's not. Depends. Could be poverty. Could be prosperity. <clears throat> if you're moving around a bunch of people who don't serve you. Poverty. If you're moving towards your, if you're moving towards your PhD and your dreams, and you are writing a business plan for your counseling school, prosperity. Make sense? Yeah. We talking about. If you didn't get it, we talking about Shannon right now. Okay. Give me more words. Peace, prosperity. 
This definitely granddaddy of all prosperity. Prosperity. Dream work. Prosperity. So, so are we following? There ain't no in between. It's not. It's 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 my blueprint says it is poverty or prosperity. If you find yourself in between, you find yourself not serving you. There is a time and place for in between. Spencer Johnson, Peaks and Valleys, he covers this in between plateau. There is a time you can't always be on high speed, you'll burn out your engine. If you're driving a car and the, the red line is all the way up. And you're eh, the whole time at some point you will blow out your engine. At some point you gotta turn the engine off and let it rest. The reason why your cell phones slow down, because we don't cut them off. Come on, you just as guilty am I. You just as guilty as I am. We can go 34 days by cutting off our cell phone. Especially computers. They go into sleep, but they never restart. At some point, everything has to go to a plateau. At some point, everything has to go to a plateau. Everything needs wintertime. If trees always bloom, they never have enough nutrients for the roots. They'd be too busy fertilizing what makes them pretty. Some of you right now are so ungrateful that you put leaves all around you to look pretty. Makeup, haircuts, talking about boy and girl consecutively. Guys, fancy cars. You do all you can. You go to school in a degree you don't like, but you know what? It makes money and mama said do this or whatever. <clears throat> or in my case, you go to school, you get a degree, but your brother was successful in this and you always had to live under your brother's shadow. Well, let's go do that. You gonna quit I, telling my story. Okay, okay. I am so grateful that I wised up after one semester of that crap. That is not what I wanted. I even left Galveston to go live in Katy with him. <clears throat> Getting back on my feet. <clears throat> so man, I just need to be around it. And I found only the ways I didn't want to do it. It's, 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 it's what I found. I, I found he had a party every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday in his huge house. Makes sense. I know, right? But here's what I also discovered. And this is my brother told me some of the my brother told me the, the, the most powerful thing I ever heard. He said, Tony, when you move in with a girl, you need to make sure you can afford everything on your own. He says, because you never know what's going to happen. But when it does happen, it won't affect your life too much. I got a question. Go ahead. For you, in that situation of living with your brother, what was your biggest, I wish they'd take a moment. What was your biggest lesson of gratitude in a situation that you realized afterwards you didn't want to be in? Or that no. was not worthy of you? It wasn't what I wanted to be in. I figured out 
when I went with my brother, I like being myself. That was my number one takeaway. See, growing up, <clears throat> I didn't meet my brother until I was 10, he was 14. And he always, he was the, the, the cute guy, the smart guy, this, this. I even had family members say, what happened to you? Your brother was doing so well. I mean, even had this here. <clears throat> I mean, honest to God, I honestly do this. And with understanding all of this, I was, I had just went through a divorce and I'm now I'm saying, you know what, man, I'm tired of being out here. I want a change of scenery. You ever been somewhere where you wanted a whole change of scenery? You know how women, you get your new man, so you get you some new hair, or you leave that man, you get your new hair, dude. You understand? I just wanted a change of scenery. I just wanted a new me. So I figured, Let's leave Poverty Galveston and let's go up there to Cape. Now, if you're not from Houston area, this is let's leave people who make $35,000 a year on average to people who make $90,000 a year on average. This is, this is, this is about what it is. <coughs> I spent nine months up there. I enrolled in school in the degree that he was doing for a living chasing what he had two weeks in i realized i don't like this degree at all good thing for me is i finished with a 3.57 gpa there and i would use that i would i would use those those 32 hours to transfer out of there because that's what i got at the school but here's the important part i realized holy crap i'm actually very happy being me I'm actually super happy being me. And I hate, and hear me well, I hate being my brother. That's a word for somebody. <clears throat> Some of you right now, you keep trying to be everybody else. See, I realized <laughs> at some point, I wouldn't even, I didn't even know I was grateful for being me until I tried not to be. Mm. <clears throat> I didn't like it. So it was the best and worst nine months of my life. Best because I learned, oh, it, and he did. His income did change my mentality. Worse because I didn't like anything that he was doing. And I thought I would. I thought that I would like all these things. I thought that I would like the Lincoln Mark LT. The $400,000 house, the BMW 745 series. I thought he custom made his own house. He drew it, gave it to contractors, and they built what he drew. I thought I would love that. I don't. I just don't. I just don't need all that. And I realized that because by the time I got up there, I was happy with me. See you there, Brian? Yes, I got it. Yeah, I received all that. Now, if you got some siblings and you struggle with that, maybe that can help you. Just saying. Okay, let's pause right there. Who's got comments, something that dropped in your head or your spirit while I was talking?
All right, we got Deanna. Go ahead, Deanna. So you said going through that process, you realized that you were happy with you. For those who don't even know who they are, how would how would they start that path of great question? But you missed the question. I mean, you missed the, the answer. I didn't know who I was. Yeah, no, until you got there and experienced yeah. what you didn't want. I had no idea who I was. I just knew I was running from poverty. And I said, hey, it's got to be something better. The truth is, I got exactly what I wanted. It was something better for me in Cape. Me. I found me. <clears throat> I found me in Cape. I was going to find this breakthrough, but I was the breakthrough. Man, and this is 2008. To give you an to give you a, a, a year of this, this is 2008. I went January 2008. I found me. I wasn't looking for me. And neither did I go on a discovery for me. But moving forward, or showing up, Shannon just did a class, showing up for me. When I got into what did not serve me, I was happy enough with me to know this crap don't fit me. It is only when you're not happy with you that you put other people's stuff on you that don't fit. That's when you do it. That's when you go, you know what? Let me just do this because I don't like me anyway. Maybe I'll like them. So I don't have to realize how much I don't like me. Or maybe I like them because I clearly don't like them. Huh. Either way, gratitude is everything. I didn't know who I was, but I was grateful. So I found out who I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shannon says you did about to ask that question. I had gratitude. In fact, it was so many reasons for me to have gratitude. One, with the divorce and survive. That's not that easy. It's really not. It's really not that easy. Then I had I was changing, and I liked who I was becoming. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I went to school for computer programming. <clears throat> Today I computer program. It's not something I want to do for a living. It is something I do to save cost. Uh. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do this to save money. <clears throat> but when it's time <laughs> when it's time to build an app, I hire a professional. You get what I'm saying? But I know enough about it to know how I want it to work when I do it or when I hire someone. So it's a blessing. But yeah, no. You you wanna simply if let, let me let me speak to everybody. If you don't know who you are, if you be happy. You can never get anywhere you don't want. Not for long. <clears throat> you can say it spiritually. You can say the Holy Spirit will move you. That's cool. It wouldn't bother me saying that. You can say God will show up and move you. Wouldn't bother me. You can just say you'll be guided by your compass. I don't care how you do it. When you are filled with the love of you, 
all that stuff that don't fit you, it won't serve you. <clears throat> this is why people can kick drug addictions. It's not that they went to this 12-step program. It's through this 12-step program or whatever they did, they found themselves and got happy about it. And their happiness, their sobriety, they got happy about their sobriety. And that outweighed the taste of that drug. Go ahead. You got it. Please. Okay. So it's going back to my question. You did bring up. I was going to ask if um, gratitude played a part in your journey from Galveston to Katie. And you answered that. What I'm asking now is as far as gratitude, even with using the addict and the addiction and you knowing what you didn't want here in Galveston, you were grateful for what you had or like, because what I'm thinking is you have to be grateful for your current circumstances, but you also have to be grateful for the want of more in order to leave your current circumstances. Because a lot of times I feel like some people sit and believe, I feel like that's what I did for a long time. I sat in my current sphere of influence. I sat in my current just circle and, oh yeah, I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. But you're not grateful because you know that you're not comfortable there but you're forcing yourself to be. And so the real genuine gratitude comes when you say, yes, I'm grateful for this, but I'm grateful enough to leave it. Yeah. If that was a question. Yeah, yeah it was. Okay. It was. <clears throat> the law of complacency is where we're about to go. But let me, let me rewind a little bit and answer the, two or three questions she had up in there. But the law of complacency <clears throat> is what she was honing in on. There was a time that I was addicted <clears throat> to alcohol. Let's see if I get a good year. <clears throat> About 2006. I had just that divorce that I was getting through in 2008. It started in 2006. Started in 2005. It started in 2005. Oh, am I unmuted? Okay. Was powerful in 2006. Make sure you can see me again. Did I see her? Let me see. Okay, great. Started in 2005. By 2006, I was drinking every night. I had no food. No food. No food. No food. Did y'all hear me say no food? Mm -hmm. But I found drinking money every night. <clears throat> because it was the only way that I could, that with my awareness, could cope with what I was going through. No food, but I drank every single night. Every night I drank. Now I drink because I feel like it. Then I drank because I had to. I'm happy because I'm with my boys drinking. I was not happy. 
I was happy that I had a substitute not to address how unhappy I was. And I was, any substitute in my life, I immediately fell in love with. Oh, oh. it doesn't matter if, if, if it was, if you were a substitute that reminded me or that didn't remind me how I actually felt, I loved you. I absolutely loved you. I avoided and hated people who reminded me how I felt. I couldn't stand positivity, which is why I'm fully aware when I see people allergic to positivity. I couldn't stand the church. I don't want to hear all that. I wish I had somebody. I'm, I'm trying to. I ain't want to hear all that. Oh, oh. Wait now. Wait. Wait. Look, when you in it, I want to hear all that. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I hear, oh, here come Brian. God did everything for him. I'm telling you, okay. <laughs> I'm unhappy, broke. I got a front like I ate today. And you want to tell me how good your God is. Somebody's trying to hear me. Ooh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> it just took a turn. <laughs> I got here's the deal. I was a believer. I was a believer. I was just a disgruntled believer. <laughs> I was a disgruntled believer. And Not like many churches today. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to be transparent. And if you reminded me how I felt, I didn't like you. I didn't like you. Oh, but old girl who would let me forget who I was, I would overindulge myself in her. <laughs> I would overindulge myself in her because she she didn't she was she loved me so much she let me be a loser and i liked it i'm just i'm just trying to talk over this place i'm just trying to, i'm just like many other people going through a divorce let me lay with something go ahead you got you, you got a mute The tricky thing about it is, and what you have to be careful, and where you really get lost in it, where you really, where you really, oh, am I? Oh, where you really, oh, I don't want them to see my face because I'm about to be like really. Um, <laughs> but you have to be careful because for someone who, like for me, I'm sure, like Tony, your awareness is probably still light years higher than mine was when I was in this same state that you're speaking about. And so to keep me, because I did realize it was something tinkering up there that was a little bit more astute than people around me, but I didn't want to tap into it. So they help you to, what did you just say? They, to, to not, what are they not, what are they keeping you from doing? Keeping me from, they're keeping you kind of like in, in a loser state in a loser state as far as your dreams but I made them champion me in my poverty I could be a champion in whatever area you pull me in as long as you keep me from being a champion in my dreams so to this day the phone will go off girl what's up what you been up to what you doing uh, look fool I'm not that champ no more you know but 
in, 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 in essence, that's what I had to do. I had to be a champ somewhere because there's a winner in me. So I want to win in the bed. I want to win and being everything you need me to be to you. So I don't have to be nothing to myself. So it's like now that's totally ungrateful, you know, totally ungrateful. But in my mind, I'm grateful because I'm a winner. They need me. I'm the best. Da, 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 da. 50 million other best out there. I mean, I was really the best, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But that's what that's what we do. You you feed you feed your champion, but it keeps you even more so in a loser state because you're not feeding the champion. That's facts. <laughs> That's facts. You got to help me. I had to say that. Because that's powerful. somebody out. That's powerful. Somebody out there like me. No, that's powerful. That is. Can you hear me? Okay, because you have the screen on. I can never see you again. That is powerful. Okay. No, no you're good. That's powerful. I'm not even gonna add to that. No. Who wants Please. to add to that? Y'all better not say one word. I'm gonna get my Please. Let me point out what she said. I ain't adding to it. Let me point out what she said. I was making champions because I knew it was a champion in me. So the champion in her was so strong, it was manifesting champion in other people. Go ahead, sir. That ain't. That that wasn't what I was hoping you pointed out. I was hoping you pointed out the fact that she was a champion in her poverty. Point that. Oh out. yeah. That's you know what. And I was I'm glad you did that because you 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 reminded me of something I forgot about. I wanted to say earlier. He said champion in her poverty. This is addressing Shannon's original question. Grateful in your anger, and I'm not talking about in a prosperity way. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that ain't there was no real gratitude. Mm -mm. You found something that you wanted to be grateful for and you lied about it mm -hmm. and you fronted about it and it was just a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of I'm a good person, mm -hmm. but you're not. Nothing about you is a good person. Mm -hmm. You do you know how many people I see right now that say positive vibes only? Yeah. And they're very mean people mm -hmm. who only want to be positive when it serves them and they convince themselves it's positive vibes only <coughs> it's highly inappropriate grossly irresponsible but it happens it is absolutely disgusting but this is how this is how you're grateful remember last week almost everybody said how grateful they was with a but that's not gratitude it is not gratitude it's not as soon as you put a buddy and you say, well, here's the poison that I'm hiding, but it's good poison, though. If you're not careful, I, I have a friend. No, no, no buts, no nothing. She said gratitude. She said something else first. Gratitude has no buts. <laughs> Check this out. I have a friend. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll your ten pushes, but whoever just said gratitude have no buts. Thank you for my next sermon. 
<laughs> she said it the first time. And that, <laughs> she said, she said, but in the King James version way of a donkey. That's what she said. <laughs> that was Shannon too. <laughs> now, I have a friend that has a girlfriend and he's awful. He's a loser. And, and by friend, I mean someone that is a friend, but he's a friend way over there. Ooh, wow. Okay. The law of allowing yes. has allowed me to respect the fact that he is a master creator. That is a word. And he shall create his own universe, own reality, without my help. And those who are in his vortex, as Abraham Hicks would say, okay. they, they enjoy it. It's okay. By all means, go get your people way over there. Okay. He's awful. And what he does, he goes to his girlfriend with this present. And this present would be, let's just use an informing language. He brings you this great bundle of wheat. Ooh, look what I got you. And then he moves the weed a little bit to the left, so our eyes go to the left, and he plant poison. Mm. He pack a good harvest, mm. so he can plant what he really is. Mm. She's living in the middle of his poison, but he'll find a good harvest from somewhere, and show her, "Hey, this is what I really am." Mm. And I want to tell you all, <clears throat> when it comes to this gratitude thing. I want you to watch what people actually plant, not what they say. Mm. Because grateful people are great planners. Mm -hmm. Grateful people will pick you up and say, oh, baby, no, no, no. I've, I've been there before. You don't have to give me no gas money. Mm. No, I, I get it. No, it's all right. I was coming this way anyway. Grateful people will let you make mistakes and don't force you to apologize for it. Mm. Or make you relive them. <laughs> or make you relive them. Or the apologies. <clears throat> grateful people behave differently. Please say that again. Yes, grateful people behave differently. And let me tell you, there's side effects of gratitude. <clears throat> the part when I, which, what, what did I say? Tell me, you say what I said. Grateful people let you make mistakes and don't get mad for it. Don't get mad for it. it make me. you apologize. <laughs> Which <laughs> double certified? The that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm the people's pastor. Yes, sir. That's it. That's just me. Let them take and say. It was something you would love. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Side effects, <laughs> gratitude are visible. Name me someone that you admire, grateful, you really admire. And, and, they like me, Junior. and they act like you. Still apply. Oh, well. <laughs> I <laughs> still applies. 
still apply. I didn't change that answer. I didn't change that answer. Let me see. The people you truly admire. You go to Oprah, whatever. When you hear him speak, you go, wow, that was profound. Gratitude has side effects. It just does. It, it, it just does. Let's pause right there. Let me pick on someone. Let's see it. M.O.D. Bashangi. There she is. Yes. There you go. Unmuted. She's unmuted. Bust some French for us real quick. Just do whatever. They got to hear you. I don't think they've ever heard you. They don't hear you like I'll be hearing you. Um, bonjour, je m'appelle Shangi. J'habite ici, à l'Ontario. J'ai deux enfants. Ils s'appellent Marie et Okay, okay, wait, wait, okay, wait a minute. Okay, I, I want you to say I want that's you to the language of love. I just almost got turned on. That's the language of love. I want you Fod, <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor before I get you to talk. I want you to sum up me? the main points of everything I said. Yeah, yeah. Sum up the main points of everything I said in French. Qui veut, qui remercie pour les choses qu'il qui fait. Ces personnes-là sont maintenant capables d'appeler d'autres choses dans leur vie, des choses qu'ils ont avancées, des choses qu'ils veulent dans leur vie. C'est pour ça que si vous vraiment beaucoup de, de, de bonnes choses dans votre vie, vous devez vraiment voir. got a reception issue though because you were kind of breaking up just a little bit but okay you still you still killed it Thank now you. say anything that you want to say that that the universe is in you you have you have something to say go ahead you can say whatever you want to say oh oh my god um this is a setup isn't it? <laughs> i'm just kidding oh. I when I did it. Why he only do that to me? <laughs> okay, let me help you out. We were earlier this weekend, you were talking about anger and choosing people that may not always serve you and trying to walk in between. What have you learned all this week about gratitude and your position in gratitude? Well, um, well, it's just that I haven't been grateful in being neutral. I haven't been grateful, and it's been it made me angry. And I didn't know, and I had to realize, but I wanted to be grateful. And I know I, I, I was capable of being grateful, but for some reason, because that wasn't what I was needing, there was this 
just this anger and I'm like, but I'm not, I'm a good person. Like what you just said, that was me, that horrible person you just talked about. That was definitely me. I'm like, I'm, I'm a good person. I am a good person. Positive vibes, you know, 21 days of authenticity. Everyone sees the smile and stuff, but it's like, sometimes, you know, I throw that out the window and I'm like, well, okay, well, whatever with that positivity stuff, you know, right now, this is the real world, you know? And I'm like, trying to make it consistent is <clears throat> trying to make it consistent no matter what and continuously telling myself that this is what I chose. This is what I chose. This is what I chose as hard as it is. Um, and even, um, yeah, there's, there's so much to say about that, but that's, that's just what I'll say. Got it. Good job there. Hold on. Am I breaking up for you? Can you hear me? I am breaking up. Okay. Oh, sorry. okay. No, you're good. You're good. What about? I'm still breaking up. Okay, so it's not her, it's me. Okay. Tempest is for the takeover till I come back. I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Uh, Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, so I'm gonna do what Antonio did and pick on somebody who is quiet. Um, the person I was gonna pick on left. So how about Michelle? Okay, Michelle. Or can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so can you share some thoughts about how you today? Well, I have learned that I am actually on day six of the book because I started over last week. And what I noticed different this year as in last year is Last year, I picked easy things to be grateful for. I picked people that um, were easy to be grateful for. Last year, I was going through a situation with my mom, and I, so it was easy for me to be grateful for, for her going back and looking at all the things that she's done for me in my past, growing up, um, letting me choose me. I guess you could say, because that's what I was doing is I was choosing poverty and I was doing what I wanted to do. And I was grateful that she took me back with open arms. This year, I'm choosing more specific and harder things in people to be grateful for, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm choosing to be grateful for people in my life that I personally have a problem with so it makes me more grateful for them and I feel like I'm not having such a problem with these people anymore if that makes any sense um I feel like I'm last year I was grateful for simple things I was grateful for, for my house I was grateful for my bed and now this year I'm actually just more grateful for deeper things if that makes any sense <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Let me applaud you for being open enough and honest enough with yourself to start all the way over. Because yeah. 
So I, 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 I'm, a, yeah, I'm a little bit behind. I said I'm a little bit behind, but I also realize that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because instead of just going through the exercises just to get them done, I'm actually feeling the exercises. And actually, I want to say a shout out to DJ because when he said it takes him all day to do his um, to do his exercises, I've been taking all day to do my exercises. So it gives me a chance to actually pause and think throughout the day instead of trying to get up in the morning and rush to do them just to do them. So it, no. it's, 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 yeah, it's made a big difference. It's made a big difference this week. That is so awesome. I'm so proud of you. That growth is important. And you started out by saying, I'm glad you cleaned it up and said you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So you're not behind. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. The important thing is that you're taking it seriously and you're growing in it. And I admire you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now the book we're reading, because this is going to go out email tomorrow. Okay. The book that we're reading. Oh, go ahead. I didn't hear you. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to ask a question. Is it is e it easier to be grateful to be grateful for your for your past? Why you're, Why trying, you're to trying to forgive after after the forgiveness? Okay, I heard your question. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, a lot of clear. First, okay, twelve. <clears throat> question had three layers. Number one, it's hard as hell to be grateful. Everybody should receive that. It takes work to be grateful. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you why you need to receive that. Because if you're not, if you're going to catch it, be grateful intellectually, but don't put it in your awareness, then you won't, with intent, be great. You won't, there's a, there's a guy in the sacred text that says, everybody going to do good. <laughs> Evil <laughs> is always I'm present. Always. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I believe the Rev wants e, to say e, something. E. Bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs> every time, every single time, and, 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 and so basically, he, he has to be intent. The same time. Grateful in whatever right. state that I'm in. Right. Right. Come on, quote it, right? I've learned, I've learned <laughs> to be good. That's so Come on now. Come on, push that. Learn to be a base and a bound. It comes back. The law of contentment says that you. 
I'm coming back to that. The rest of your question. Eat your food first. The rest of your question. You worry about if you can. Uh, I think he's. Is you feeding people over there, Rev? Don't you worry about the phone. I go throw that bitch off the street. <laughs> I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> you throw that food across the street, boy. All right. This is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? I bet try to get his gratitude up. Now, <laughs> every time I try to do good, <laughs> always evils always present. Always. <laughs> now, when you when you look back at your past, nothing wrong with that. Okay, I, I know the cliche says you can't move forward looking back. That's true too. When you look back at your your past, you need to embody the law of contentment. I'm coming back there. So it is perfectly fine to be grateful and look back at your past. Now let's open up this law of contentment. <clears throat> the law of contentment. Hold on, real quick. <clears throat> The law of contentment is something I am very happy to tell to you. There are five damaging things that will happen to you when you don't follow the law of contentment. If you compare yourselves to others, you're not content. It's everybody receiving this everybody's got it the law of contentment is the secret to wealth and gratitude so what is the law of contentment the law of contentment is to say i'm so happy i have everything i need i don't need anything else the way you all are happy is that was so good, I want some more. Think about this for a second. Two different areas of the brain. Oh, I had so much fun. Let's stay longer. That's not happiness. I had so much fun. If we never come back, I would have enjoyed my life. Two different areas of the brain. Two different, like whatever. <laughs> Two different areas of the brain. Dopamine takes one. The hormone dopamine is, I'm so happy that I need more of this. Serotonin is I'm so happy that if I have nothing else, I'm grateful for <clears throat> Did you say a question? <clears throat> Go ahead, you got a question? Yeah, that was me. I was about to ask, isn't contentment um, a byproduct of poverty? Say it again. Isn't oh. contentment, being content, being complacent, being lazy, being comfortable? No, no, no. Contentment is just another word that's been hijacked 
since since the English language is alive. <clears throat> if I tell you to be content, you think it's bad unless Paul says it in the Bible. It's the truth. If you read okay, the scripture, <laughs> this is fair. But when I but if you hear somebody say, "Well, I'm now nah, I'm content," you think they're being complacent. These are two different words. What we've done is we just hijacked the words like love. Which one is it? You love your football team. You love your basketball team. You love your wife. Do you love your wife like you love your football team? You, you get love is another word we hijacked, and so it has lost its meaning. Contentment. Now, now think about the definitions in which I'm giving it to you. Contentment is I am so happy. I don't need anything else. The false happy is I'm so happy I want more. Can I give you some examples? Here are some examples for me. I'm so happy I want more. Woo, my wife is pretty. Boy, I sure love pretty women. Let me go pretty women. Kid in the room. I, I have I have a blank addiction. You, but you know you know what I'm saying. Okay, <clears throat> you know something that he covers his ears. So he's like, wait, wait. <laughs> but do you hear what I'm saying? With the reason why you cannot stay faithful is because you're not as happy as you want to picture on uh, the congress. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I can't say it again. I didn't hear him. Congress. Oh. Yeah, you a young adult in a chaotic world. That was my uh, bad. I, I wasn't asking that. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Okay. Try to catch Right. Try to catch up with me. Mr. Brack down from me, real. I got it. <coughs> okay, never mind. Try to catch try to catch up with me. You are so happy, you just want to consume it. There's a, there's a viral video going around on Facebook about fish love. Y'all seen the rabbi? Talks about fish love. Oh, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. It is absolutely incredible. I'm going to find it. I'm going to throw it to you, find it, send you the link, and let you share your screen. Oh, okay. It's absolutely. <laughs> so let's break this down real quick. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. I need you to understand that there's two types of happiness. One is real happiness. One form of happiness is I want it so much, I'm going to consume it. You can't go anywhere. I need him around. I, I don't want to enjoy me. I want to enjoy him. Another form of happiness is, Lord, if you don't do Anything else you've already done enough. He's an alternate rabbit. Alternate rabbit. This Bible can tell up a lot tonight, but well, they believe the Bible. But do you see the two different types? 
They're two different types. A platonic relationship says, oh, I really love Taulisha, okay? Let's try to, try to keep it out of real human beings. Mm -hmm. So much. Yeah, <laughs> So much that I don't have to cross the line with her. Because how she makes me feel is more than enough. The other one, I'm so happy with her, I really wish she would let me cross the line. So I can truly express how happy I am. Okay, Tempest, talk real quick. Stay there for me and let me find this video. Okay. <laughs> so does anybody have anybody have a response or a comment or a question about what Santana just look at God just talked about? I serve a good guy. So. You got your screen ready to share? Or you want me to do it here? I have a comment to make. Hi, Elodie. As I think about what he just said, I don't know if I'm understanding clearly, but like, I think then I don't think I've ever been happy. Yes, that's true. Like, I'm like, I've always put my happiness in the hope for more. And I just thought that was okay. And that's what you're supposed to do to keep going forward. So that's interesting. Mm. I, I have a question. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, I can okay. hear you. Um, I have a question as far as contentment versus being comfortable. Um, how do you just, how can you figure out if you're content, but not in comfortable poverty thing? I mean, cause when I was comfortable in poverty, I thought I was content with where I was. So how do you figure that out if you're in the right contentment or if you're just comfortable in poverty? Yes. Okay. That. Try your hardest not to get into the semantics of things because comfortable and contentment and you can be content poverty and be content You know Okay. Since you have a mindset still, probably safe to say that you are comfortable in the right the best way to answer you're breaking up you're confused i'm breaking up. yeah yeah your phone breaking up i think okay. get on your phone. On yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, the I can hear best you now. way to answer your well, I'm not I'm not sure how much you heard I say. How I heard I say it. <clears throat> try not to get try not to quibble over the semantics of things. Because you could be content in poverty or content in prosperity. Comfortable in poverty, comfortable in prosperity. But the best way to answer your question is to check your harvest. If your heart, if the harvest in your life aligns with the with, with what is prosperous, what is prosperity, objectively, you're doing the right thing. Obviously, the opposite will tell you the wrong. If any of you have a confusing question about your life, stop thinking. Check your harvest. Okay. Your Thank harvest. You. Giving you all the answers you need. Yeah, your your harvest is, is, is your SAT test. Well, we got people in Canada, I don't know if they do SAT test. You know what I'm saying? It is the tech telling you what you're doing. But BJ had his hand up too, right? Okay, go ahead, BJ. And then we'll. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, you, you just said something that, that made me switch up my whole thought, right? Because uh, um, at first I was going to speak about uh, being happy and you talking about the, the release of chemicals and how that feels in, in your brain. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm addicted, addicted to being happy. I like doing things that make me happy, not things that, that what is that, the other uh, hormone called uh, cortisol? I don't like being stressed. So I guess sometimes uh, um, I avoid things that could be somewhat stressful to stay in a happy state. You know, whatever how that is, but then you talk about the harvest, right? Like, um, I'm so blessed. I, I you know, I'm so thankful. But the scenes, like when I be, when I when I look at my harvest, and because I've been having to do that since we've been so thankful, I'm like, wow, I got a whole lot. I got a pretty good harvest, and I ain't so none of these seeds. It's just what well, I did. You know, what I'm saying me being nice and being in the right position or whatever. But it's like. All these things come, all these things coming, but it ain't, but I ain't necessarily happy or I don't even know the word for it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm thankful for the things, but they don't give me that feeling like, you know, that, that, that feeling that, that is something inside is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a certain feeling I'm chasing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's about like when you've been a champion or when you've been did something great and you get that feeling. And it feels so great. It's like, wow, that's that's that feeling I'm chasing, and I, I like it because it was like that's how I, when I was in, you know, what I'm saying into a whole lot of things. I'm like, well, I'm a champion. I can do this. I can do that. And it's like, oh wow, for real, I can beat this person up. Do this, do this. I can rob. I can, I can do all kind of crazy criminal stuff and just get away with it and be scot free like I'm a don around here. And it's like I just, I just found myself getting into all kind of stuff, but just getting away with it. And it's like, wow. And you know, every time I look back on my life, I'm like, God, you blessed me because I be doing some devilish stuff, and I get away scot free. Like I'm, the, you know, what I'm saying, like you just got angels watching all over me. But either way, that it, it's 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 confusing for me just in this conversation because I, I don't know, it's confusing. Well, no problem. I'm finna unconfuse it with what I'm about to say and the video I'm about to play. Let's unconfuse it with what I'm about to say first. You suffer. And well, let's identify your suffering. Oh, I am happy. So I got some good stuff in my life. Oh, but I forgot to be happy about the good stuff in my life. Listen to what I just said. Oh, I'm happy. 
There's a few. How do I know I'm happy? Because my harvest, when I checked it, it's some good stuff that popped up. But when it popped up, I forgot to be happy about it. You, sir, are a victim of what Shannon calls the maze of mediocrity. When you get some good stuff and you forget to be grateful for it, you only create mediocrity. How do I know this? How do you know, Reverend? Let's check the harvest. You get hot and you put cold together. Watch it. You get Mm-hmm. You get wheat, you get tears, you get stuff you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So if you're going to be happy and manifest stuff in your life, don't forget to be happy about what you manifested in your life. Because what you do is you mix grateful with ungrateful, and you get the in-between, and that's struggling from check to check. Mm. Question. Oh my God. Clutch. Okay. We're gonna sh- now let's answer this two different, two different. No, you're not gonna run over that. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. You gonna give us a second to digest? My God. Okay, please. No, sir. You can't run over that. First of all, I got a question to open that up. Yeah. You're not gonna that. If you are mixing harvest, good and bad, you have a whole life of, eh, it's all right today. Yeah, so-so. There's a word in Spanish for that. I see, I see. I see. Yeah, you got a bunch of so-so. <laughs> but, but you want to be great. When you didn't, when you didn't, yeah, when you, do you like, do you like so-so food? No. So-so significant others? So-so bank accounts? Hell no. Okay. Okay. Not even. Does your teeth hurt? So-so. That's a pretty irritating day. Yes. It didn't, it wasn't excruciating pain all day, but it wasn't peace all day. It was this incredible numbing pain that you had to learn to forget about. And please let me tell all of you, some of you are learning to forget about the mediocrity of your lives. Pay close attention to what this man is saying. The reason we're playing this video is because, go ahead, you finish it. Just don't push play. The reason we're sharing this video is because I was talking about two different happies. Mm-hmm. Is everybody on point with me? Let's go. Yeah, I gotta put mine on minus. No, you just have to. I'm using Okay, play this first and we get to the question. Young man, why are you eating that fish? Young man says, because I love fish. You love the fish. That's why you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. He said, don't tell me you love the fish. You love yourself. And because the fish tastes good to you, therefore, you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. So much of what is love, right, is fish love. And so... 
Young couple falls in love. Young man and young woman fall in love. What does that mean? That means that he saw in this woman someone who he felt could provide him with all of his physical and emotional needs. And she felt in this man, somebody she feels that she can write, that was love. Right? But each one is looking out for their own needs. It's not love for the other. The other person becomes a vehicle for, for my gratification. Too much of what is called love is fish love. Right? An external love is not on what I'm going to get, but what I'm going to give. We had an ethicist, Rabbi Dessler, who said, people make a serious mistake in thinking that you give to those whom you love. And the answer is, the real answer is, you love those to whom you give. And this point is, if I give something to you, I've invested myself in you. Right? And since self-love is a given, everybody loves themselves, now that part of me has become in you, right, there's part of me in you that I love. Right? So, true love is a love of giving, not a love of receiving. Brian had a question because he, he said he can't be heard. Deanna wanted the link, so I'll send this to everyone. There's the link. And who else had a question before Brian? It was, I think it was, it was Brian. Brian. Okay. <clears throat> You're unmuted, sir. My question is, are we to be grateful for the poverty harvest in which we already sowed in the past and we're reaping from? Or are we to be grateful for the prosperity harvest in which we're sowing now and we'll reap from later? All of it. And that answer probably hurts a few of you. All of it. You are to be grateful. Not put both of us in that. You are to be grateful for all your harvest and all your planting. Because two reasons. If you are angry about what you did, guess what you're going to manifest? More things to be angry about. But if you're grateful, if you say, wow, I am so grateful that I was so stupid, so I don't have to be stupid today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am, yes, yes, I am so grateful. That I drank and yeah, drove. that's exactly what I was asking. What I was saying, the word "stupid," but yeah, are you grateful? Do you have to be grateful for your stupidity? Yes. Well, well, yeah, but you should be grateful for your stupidity. <laughs> I've been in jail before. I am so grateful. I'm not making this up. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that I was an idiot and went to jail because I lost my anger. Today, I don't lose my anger. Yeah. I'm grateful that you went to jail too. Uh, yes, you yes, out yes. Okay, all, right I'm grateful I got all that stupidity out, <laughs> so I can actually be a grown up. Wow! I was a grown up being stupid. Adult. Now I'm just a grown up being. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no coin. But, <laughs> but if I'm angry about how much I went to jail, guess what I'll do? I'll be mad at the man, <laughs> mad at the system, 
and I'll get more of the man. More of the system. More of the system. MOD, I believe you want to say something. Yeah. Um, so you're not saying to never be angry then, right? I'm telling you that even to be angry is a reason to be grateful. But, uh-uh, uh-uh. But you have to be angry like the creative source of the world gets angry. And it's not the same. Turn over the table, that That's it. <laughs> what you have to do. When the weather, if, if we were in 5000 BC, we would say, Ooh, those clouds look angry. That womb looks angry. This is what we would say. This is, we wouldn't be able to say, oh, well, the barometric pressure, that that wouldn't invent it yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> we would say, wow, the clouds look angry. So when, when the universe allows the clouds to get angry, and let's say a flood happens, does all life perish? And does the ground get refurbished. Mm -hmm. Even when the weather, the not the climate, but the weather in this case, is unbalanced and in rebalancing itself with what you would call friction or violence, it is still a beautiful thing. If you didn't understand what I'm saying, I'm probably being one of those brainiac things that I do. Rain is just the weather fixing itself. That, that's it. That's it. It's, everything has this, this yin and yang. It's, it's just fixing itself. And once it runs out, it fixes itself again by being sunny. That's it. Anger ought to fix you. Not fix others. <laughs> yes. That's, okay, that's what it does to me now. Uh, that's what it does to you now. Okay. Then. You, okay, you unmute. Let us hear from you, and then we're going to hear from Emily because she over there laughed. First off, she went, you know how you, you open up a kid and go, Ooh, that was too much. And then she went, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> so go, you go first. Okay. Um. Uh, coming from an angry state a lot. <laughs> when I was angry, yeah, that was that was that was the whole purpose. Uh, uh, you need fixing. I'm gonna need you to get that together so I can stop being angry. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, over the past year two years. I don't remember how long it is, but uh, working on myself, when I get angry now, I talk to myself and say, okay, what are you really angry about? Is it worth being angry? Or are you going to sell your happiness for this? And so now I check myself more. Well, I never checked myself back then, but I check myself more now 
So <clears throat> I, I tend to be less angry and I will be angry for a moment, but not the whole day. I, I, I always tell myself, you have a moment, don't take the whole day. You take the whole day, you just want attention. Okay. Um, I was saying then back then when I was angry, I, I wanted other people to change mm -hmm. so I could stop being angry because it's your fault. It's not mine. It's your fault that I'm mad, not me. But now <clears throat> as I've been working on myself for, for a while, I check myself now and check my, and ask myself questions like, why are you angry? Is it really worth being angry? Um, and then, you said about and then I attention. oh okay and then, and then I I said are you willing to sell your happiness for whatever it is I was angry about and then I said I I give myself a moment to be angry but I do not take the whole day uh, because if you take the whole day to be angry you you just want attention mm. um, and I really connected with that because it, don't my my anger has its own identity it's a part of who I am now so it's almost like sometimes I even get bored. You know, and just like, just one of those days I want to, you know, cause a scene, maybe have a fit. Um, and like when I am in those crazy, <laughs> when I am in those crazy moments, I'm talking to myself about how that person just doesn't want to see how bad they are. And I'm telling them how they can change and they're not listening to me. Why are they doing this to me? That's what I would say. Um, ever since I, I had uh, my coaching call with Antonio and he was saying how it's either um, every situation in my life, I either uh, allowed it or um, what was it? Allowed it or attracted it. What was it? Created it. Yes, exactly. So now when I get angry, I'm still very, very angry. And in my anger, I'm angry at myself. I'm like, how can you have allowed this or created this? How can you? I don't believe it. You know, I'm still very upset. But I'm like, I have to tell myself that so that I'm not pointing the finger at the other person. So now my, like, these bursts of anger are not as long, still happen, but they're just little moments throughout the day. And there's gaps in between, whereas before it was that take the whole day to prove a point type thing. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's powerful. That was, that was, good job. Good job. I want to share some transparency with you that none of you are going to like. All of you will respect and all of you do it. And you're going to be a liar when I say it. Yeah, it's that serious. Yes, I'm sharing with you my transparency, <laughs> but y'all gonna lie about it. You gonna you gonna totally lie about it. In fact, when I pause, that's when I know you lie. This I'm gonna pause on purpose. I realize when being angry that I had this little voice in my head that kept saying, "You really need to stop, bro." Hey, no, seriously. <laughs> 
No, no, seriously, don't do that. You're doing too much. Okay, okay, so great. okay, we got Grace. And look, 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 I haven't even paused yet. You're doing way too much. No, they probably learned their lesson. And I'm like, no, go that. And then I'm thinking to myself, while being poisoned, hey, you should really stop that. Mm -hmm. And I, one day, and this was in my, I was about 23, 24. One day I realized why I kept being angry like that. You know, I'm gonna get ready to pause. I realized the more I was angry in control and hurting people, it aroused me. <laughs> I paused. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I paused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, 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 okay, 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 yes, 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 go ahead, somebody unmute, and come to this confession. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll talk, it's like the biggest high in the world. It's that sugar. It's like the biggest sugar rush when you get that angry. And I'll even take one bolt. I'll take one. I'll, I'll take it further. I hate to say it. I'm gonna be transparent. Hell, sometimes I like making people cry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. God, who, dang, come on, who else? Look. Who else? Okay. Look. Look. Okay. Look. Uh huh. Come on, Mod. Raise that hand up. Don't play. <laughs> Don't play. Don't play. <laughs> You're not that bad? Okay, she's not that bad. Uh, you said something back there, Diana. You said According to me, I think. <laughs> okay, according to you. We can cry, but it's not my intention. Oh, it's my intention. Oh, yeah. When I want, I want to see tears. I want to, I want my coffee mug just straight full of tears. But watch this here. I wouldn't stop until they cried. <laughs> watch it. I felt better when they cried. And then I wanted to get all close and fix it. Uh-uh. These are facts. Mm -hmm. You can lie all you want to. It's actually called a cycle of abuse. The crying was a, a release. Now that, now that I, it, it, it's right there at the tension, now I want to release. The, it's really, I promise you, mm -hmm. this is real deal. <clears throat> and you know I'm not, you know that I'm not lying because all of you are like that. Every human being. So? For me, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I just accounted for it very early. I thought, I, I, how inappropriate of me to be happy and aroused to hurt people. It makes sense. This is why rapists do what they do. I mean, this is facts. Go ahead, sir. I would say this. It's it's almost something like in your mind you say, you know what, they deserve it. And you, you know will what? find a petty ass reason to say why they deserve it. Yep. Check. Yep. <laughs> yep. You gonna yeah. you gonna catch these tears. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> Check. These tears. Yep. Yep. Mm. Okay, Diana, we can hear you. Uh, was that Michelle trying to talk? Hi, Michelle. Go ahead, Michelle. Hey. Well, what I was going to say was that um, being in a 
being a victim of domestic violence, that I was always the one who was crying. So when I left that relationship and got into a new relationship and I became the aggressor and I was able to make somebody else's feelings hurt, like mine's were from the previous relationship, I agree. It was a feeling of power. It was a feeling of I was not a wimp anymore and I had strength and I could be the bully and I could make somebody else cry. So I absolutely agree with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, Um, I'm really ashamed to say this, but I almost, at first, it was out of my control. And I feel like it almost became a manipulation tactic because now I can get away because everyone knows that I get angry. So, like, I can get away with making games, and you already know that my I I will sincerely say sorry. You know, and you have to take it because, you know, I'm growing. You know, <laughs> I'm learning, and like knowing that everyone knows that no, you don't you don't want to make her angry. You know, so just just listen to me, and then I won't get angry. You know, and then we'll be good. And like it's I don't want to be like that. That's that's horrible because I I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just listen, and then I won't get angry. What a word! Thank you, Emma. So you go now. What a you word! You, you you tell them how much you resonate with this. I resonate with all of it. Yes, if you listen to me the first time, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. You gonna accept me as I am because you shouldn't have pissed me off because you should have just listened the first time. Then we wouldn't be in this situation right now. I can relate to Michelle because I was in a domestic violence um, relationship and the person did make me cry and then wanted to be all yada, yada, yada. And once I got out that relationship and got into a better relationship, I was like, oh, well, I get to punk you now and make you cry because I was still hurting from previous relationship and I needed somebody to take that payback. And I couldn't get that person, so let me hit you up. Wow. So I get it. That's it. I get it. I get it. <coughs> I will say something. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> All right, so, Tony, I remember the first coaching session you had. And I remember, I remember what I had with you. And I remember I was telling you how an ex told me, there's a reason why people don't do something, whatever. And just now, I just realized that hmm. this this ever actually cheated on me. And I'm the... Okay, I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. I am ashamed to say it at the no, same time. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is being recorded. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> look. Okay. I'm gonna put this on the internet for law of attraction. Normally, you can say what you want, but just don't say her name on this. One. Okay. The ears people like four, five, six, six, five, three, two, three, two, one. It's a social. Now, you know what? I ain't, I ain't angry at this person no more because no, I realized just, that. Uh, <laughs> She had hurt me, so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make her break up, I'm gonna make her get back with me, and then I'm gonna punish her. I did that, I did that before, and I bet you, me and Jim ain't the only two people who did that. <laughs> we so covered in you. Nope. I did it before myself. It ain't just the men. Oh, man, man. It ain't just the men. It's not just the men. You women, just, uh, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Deanna Marie. <laughs> this was before I was rambling. 
So mine stemmed from like what Tempest and them said. This is what I said do. Why are you not doing what I told you to do? Oh, so you don't want to do what I told you to do. Did you forget I control this? Oh, you did forget I control this. Okay, so let me check you real quick. Okay, so now that you understand what a control is in this relationship, now you can go on, come on, let me catch you back. All right, now go on over there, leave me alone. Or, or oh, so you want to play this game of tip for tat to see whose words can cut the, cut the deepest. I got you. Let me shoot this to you real quick because I know you're going to catch the tone. You respond, oh, okay, so y'all, oh, oh, excuse my, oh, you pissed now? Okay, cool, I'm going to slide the phone over there and just let you sit in there. So you can feel what you, how, you can just feel how I'm feeling right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, she said it brought her great joy. Not the only one. Remember, I'm the one who brought this up. And I realized, man, I like, I remember the person who I like her. I remember when I realized it. It's about 20, 23, 23, 24. It's like, wow, I like her to you. Because, and it was so many different reasons. The main reason for me, I had, I had 10 or 12. The main reason for, for me, 23, 24, see, I never controlled anything. I didn't control my childhood. When I got adopted, I was so out of control, I couldn't control anything. <laughs> so I went to the army from 18 to 22 and didn't control none of my life. Now I'm out and I'm going to control something. Mm. But I go to blank, 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 and that didn't work out. Blank, blank, I'm gonna put that out there. Mm -hmm. like now the fly. next person, oh, they got it real good because I never controlled anything in my whole life. Twenty-four years of living, I was never, ever, ever in any ability to control anything. So I became very evil. I became very evil, not just quickly. Ah, now y'all are nicer than me. I get mad, break all your stuff, and you, y'all, all y'all said apology. I wouldn't apologize for nothing. There's some folk I still owe an apology to. I got some decades of apologies I need to give. I just wouldn't apologize for nothing and be just fine with that. Wouldn't even feel bad. Yeah, I was the worst person. I was. I was one of the people that I would honestly make you feel bad and then wouldn't even feel bad for making you feel bad. I was the worst kind. And then I realized, oh, I like doing this. This is a problem. There's no gratitude there. I wasn't grateful for my life. In fact, I was hoping that I would die before I was 30. Too much of a coward to do it myself. But I was so much of a risk taker, I was hoping somebody would take me out. And you may not have these problems, but I did. And somebody who will see this will resonate with it. It may not be you. But these is this is real. This, this isn't illustration. I had real deal mental problems. I really did. 
real deal mental problems. And I'm not telling you, I'm gonna be very careful here. I'm not saying medicine won't work. <clears throat> I'm not against medicine. I'm not saying prayer won't work. I'm not against prayer. I'm saying medicine don't fix all mental problems. Prayer don't fix all mental problems. They don't. Mm. Something, some of this stuff is for real. Mm -hmm. and, and, and some of our institutions need to respect. I'm trying real nicely. Some of our institutions need to respect that some of these mental problems is for real. You can't. Uh, I, I'm leaving it alone. I'm, yes. You can't rub oil on my mental problem, okay? I'm pushing you on the ground. Or, or yes, you can't anoint my mental problem away. <laughs> Not always. You do have to treat it with a combination of things. A combination of I things. Think that's where people get lost. Absolutely. Combination like of you things. You treat your body with a combination of care tactics. You got to treat your mind the same way. That's right. And that's coming from a counselor. You got to treat you. She said, because <clears throat> she wasn't unmuted, she said, you got to treat, you got a combination of things. Here's what worked for me. I'm not telling you this is for me. I'm just telling you what worked for me. Gratitude. I kid you not. The moment, the moment I decided to be happy, almost every last one of my problems went away. I'm not telling you not to medicate. I will tell you, meditate fixes a lot of things. What is the point of medication? To simulate a healed body. What is the point of meditation? To create a healed body. When I became happy, some of them stuff was diagnosed as mental problems. Fair enough, it was. Happiness solved a few of them, <clears throat> especially my abandonment issues. My abandonment issues were strong. You hit, you know you got abandonment. You gonna leave me? You just like finish that sentence. Finish that sentence for me. Come on, finish that sentence. Hmm. You just like my daddy. Okay, my daddy. Everybody else. <laughs> you understand? Come on, if you said that, you have abandonment issues somewhere. Being happy with yourself releases a lot of stuff you're not happy with. Shannon is 100 percent right. You gotta you gotta medicate yourself in a combination of ways. You don't just put soap on your body to take a bath. You put a towel on there too, and water. That's three different methods to clean your body. Sometimes when something is broken, it can't even get wet. You have to wait to clean it. You're sure right. It has to heal. That's right. Shannon say sometimes when you're broken, you can't even put water on it. You gotta wait to heal in order to start washing, which is very important there. T.D. Jakes. <laughs> T.D. Jakes said it this way. Let me see your arm. T.D. right there. T.D. Jakes said, as long as I'm hitting you, he did this in the middle of a sermon. As long as I'm hitting you, you can't heal. <laughs>
He's like, uh, uh, uh. You, you can't get better. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna camera. work. You hit me. It's on camera. It's not gonna work. You can't get better. But until you move, now you gotta move away. You, okay, one of us can move. Oh, okay, that's, <laughs> that's the wrong method. No okay. <laughs> one of us can move. That's, that's the wrong method. But until you separate from what's hurting you, you can't even start the healing process. Hi, do you see no. this blue? <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a sermon. I know, I know I use that as an illustration. That doesn't stop it from being facts. Tomorrow, I'll do that. doesn't stop it. That doesn't stop it from being facts. And some of you want to be clean without healing. That's what Shannon was just talking about. You in an open, you in a, you got an open wound putting water in it. You skipping processes. You want to be clean without going through the process of healing. You know what that looks like? That looks like you dating people. Now, this man likes you and he wants to be intimate with you in some way. Or this woman likes you and she wants to celebrate Mother's Day. I'm bringing up two real examples. He wants to be intimate, but since you never went through the process of healing through your molestation or whatever, nobody can touch you. Me. Since your mama never came back from you, you don't respect Mother's Day. That's real me. Mm -hmm. I was 28 before I started celebrating Mother's Day. Maybe 27. I'm trying to be as transparent as possible in this lesson. Because mom is a, not the most holiest of words for me. But I got to make you pay for it. Because I never healed. What, well, how old was I in 2012? It was 2000, whatever year 2012. <clears throat> I'm 36 now. Whatever year that was. was six years ago. Oh, six years ago. So I was 30. Okay, yeah. okay, I need you to understand that I was 30. 30 before I would give mothers and Mother's Day their proper credence. <sighs> 30. It was it was like it was 2012. I was with Lakewood Church at some at a men's encounter retreat. Lakewood Church Joe Men's Encounter Retreat. <clears throat> Everybody's got stuff to forgive. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to forgive. I'm cool. I thought I'm just I'm was cool. I forgave everything. And somehow my mom popped in my head and I realized, whoa. I never forgave her. I'm not mad at her. Just never forgave her. Because what she did has dictated everything about my life towards women. And on October 20th, 2012, this is, this, I can't get more transparent than this. I went and fought my mom, which is impossible to do. I went apologize. No, actually, I went told her you don't have to apologize. And catch this. She said, I ain't got nothing to apologize for. And it didn't matter. I wasn't there for her reaction. I was there because I know I needed to close that chapter. Mm. 
I'm helping somebody right now. <laughs> Her reaction had nothing to do with any of my reaction. Her reaction was totally irrelevant. Back, I laughed and I started showing her grandkids, but we didn't even talk about it. Seriously. Mm -hmm. But I was 30 when that happened. Mm. 30. And here's the crazy part I was pastoring people when that happened. I need you to I need you to hold on to that one. I was in charge of people's souls according to a religion and had to come to grips that I had problems with my grown mother as a grown man. So if you sit here thinking you good, <coughs> I hope you are. But don't be surprised if 30 or 40 is sneak up on you, you still holding on to stuff that you shouldn't be holding on to. Mm. Some of you are trying to love, some of you are in religions in which they call God your father, but you have father issues. You're blocking your relationship. Oh, no. So that was her. You want to talk about it? You should talk about it. <laughs> That was me. Um, I didn't grow up with my dad. My dad got my mom pregnant and then married somebody else when I was four months old. And he never came around, but he pretended to be a great dad to me in front of other people. So I would go to church and hear God the Father, and I would be like, that's BS. How can a how can someone I can't see be my father when the person I look like don't act like my father? Mm. So it took me. I'm 30 now. It took me to last year to really one let go of my expectations for my father and to accept him for who he is and allow him to be who he is, just not in my world. And once I did that, then God started revealing himself as God the Father. And then I have a different relationship with God now. It's not what was, it's not what was told to me, it's what I experienced him to be. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my dad because he taught me what not to seek in a husband. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to him no, that's I'm just grateful that I learned my lesson before I walked into a marriage with somebody exactly like him mm -hmm. Thank you. you want me to follow up there? Yeah. Somebody better say something I'm not going to come behind that <laughs> Shannon <laughs> <laughs> you, you got the gift well, I don't have father issues, but I have boss issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, I believe that what we believe and what we choose to believe in as our spiritual deity, when you go through the process of truly becoming grateful, you learn that being that person, that God, that universe, that whatever in a totally different light. Because when you grow up, as far as I know, Tempest, myself, a couple of others of us did grow up in church and were fed spirituality, well, were fed religion. Um, it It's almost like feeding ungratefulness because our minds aren't respected enough for us to develop our own belief system. So it's saying, eat this, like this, let this be your favorite. So quite naturally, when you get older, if you didn't have a physical father or you didn't have a physical mother or you didn't have whatever in the physical and you were force fed it in the spiritual realm, you're going to reject it because you're rejecting it in the physical. And so when you become grateful, it matters not whether it's physical or spiritual because it's coming from within you created to be what it is. And so now Tempest has her own relationship with God, her own understanding of God, the father, but that came through a process of her having to become grateful and letting go of what wasn't to embrace what is. And that only comes through being grateful. I will follow yes, up with something and I apologize in advance. But I did not learn gratitude at my church. I learned how to be ungrateful by watching people praise God and give thanks to him. Oh, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank him enough. But not be grateful for the person sitting next to them. Oh, God. Or not be grateful for the dollar in their pocket. I saw how to be ungrateful while pretending to be grateful to God. So the church, <laughs> the church allowed me to be ungrateful to where a book years later had to unlearn all of that schooling. And that was confusing for me because I am grateful. I go to church. I give thanks to God. But I never felt that in my soul. I never felt giving thanks to God. So I think the church, for me, I'm not talking about anybody else, but for me and my experience, I did not learn anything about gratitude from the church. And this book, the first time I read it was conflicting because I know what I learned in church. And she said, be grateful for this, but I am grateful, but I don't feel grateful because I had examples of how not to be. So. Pass the book over here to say, show, show, show the audience the book. It's, yeah, you need this in your life. Not in addition to the Bible. Just touching on what Tempest just said, um, these last three years that I've read this book, I still attend the church that I grew up in. I still work in it. I still, the people that reared me in the church are still there. They're a lot older now. 
And when I first read about gratitude, I told y'all I didn't go through the whole book. This is the first um, year that I've went as long as I have went and I am a few days behind myself. But you're more observant and not observant in the aspect of being judgmental, but you're observant in it because every morning you're waking up grateful. And so when you step out into the world, you're grateful. And so when I get to church on Sunday mornings, one of the things that damages my heart the most and that calls upon the empathy that I do have in me is that we have a lot of old members, old ladies, especially old men. And I watch how the young and some of the middle age get so frustrated with these old people just being themselves. Um, you get the deep breaths, you get the, oh, all right, sister so-and-so, okay, okay. And because of how grateful I am when I see these elders or these people who have been extremely quotations grateful all of my life that can't even humor an old lady that feels like she's Beyonce or <laughs> an old man that constantly wants to give you a hug or ask you the same questions over and over again. These people are 80 plus years old. And they are probably treated the worst inside the walls of their church sometimes. And that comes from a spirit and a mindset of ungratefulness. And it's inside of walls where people assume that gratitude should be practiced the most. But through my gratitude practice, I have been grateful enough to let go of my assumptions mm -hmm. and accept people for who they are and allow them to be. And so I check it within my own gratitude and I shower these old people with, with as much love and acceptance. And I let them hug me every single Sunday and tell me how proud they are of me and how I was their Sunday school student, but determined <laughs> to go out and be grateful not a reflection of what was put into me, but still something that they can be proud of. So it's just, it's, it's really, it's difficult, profound, and very enlightening, rewarding, and kind of weightlifting when you are truly grateful. Pray? What you want? I mean, <laughs> FOD? Put you on the spot. You women are taking charge. Go ahead. To ask a question? I ain't got no question. I'm just trying not to follow these two giants. Um, I actually have <laughs> how do you how do you heal? Because you guys are talking about healing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like and I'll ask it the way I asked you the other day. Like I need like practical things of how to heal because like I I find myself in all of this of yes. There's a lot of, you know, built up anger and rage and all this and a lot of, you know, abandonment stuff and all this. And it's like, it's showing up, you know, and I'm trying to deal with it and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, like, I just, I just want to know how to get to the root of it so I can really pull it out. And until I do that, I know that I won't be able to really, um, as much as I try to, to fix it, I don't think I'll be able to really go forward because I feel like. I bring everything back different different faces, different places, but it's initially always the same thing. So 
yeah, I want to know what are some practical things to heal. I'll start this one off and I'm going to pass it to these two titans. This will never change. This is for everybody. Let these titans say what they want to say. At the heart of you not being able to heal in your situation, I want to be kinder here. In most situations, let's generalize it, but it's practical. Let's just generalize it. So I'm not talking about you anymore. Generalize it. We think we're better than the people who hurt us. And if you want to heal, you must first stop thinking you're better than the person that did something to you. Because we say things in our head. Well, I wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't have cheated. But what if it's the truth? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> not only, not only did that reveal a little bit about your thinking. If you follow the instructions the first time. <laughs> but it probably is true. So what? All the people who forgave you, it was true about you too. And that's the truth. It was absolutely true about you and you still received their forgiveness. But now that it's your time to extend the same courtesy, you're so much better than people, you can't give them what you once received. Okay, Shannon, go to Shannon now. Shannon's got it. <laughs> what dropped into me as Tony was just speaking is that when it comes to us healing and us knowing that we need to heal, it's far easier for us to drop ourselves into the actions of the ones that hurt us than to drop ourselves into the action that is required for our own healing. We escape healing by saying, well, I wouldn't have did that. And I wouldn't have been them. I wouldn't have been them. I wouldn't have been them. Well, you're not them. And as long as you're dropping yourself into the action that they did to you, you'll never heal. You have to be willing, like what Brian was saying earlier in his Walk It Out Wednesday, you have to be willing to let go of their action in order to create your response. As long as you're holding on to their action, you can't respond. And if you don't respond, you can't heal. The healing is within you. But if you don't want to let go of what they've done, then you want to keep yourself in pain because you like that feeling. It's easier to deal with and it's more comfortable for your present state because you've grown accustomed to it. However, you don't like it because you don't like hurting. You don't like the pain. You don't like the mental state. You don't like blowing up in anger all the time. You're ready to release that. But you, in order to release that, you have to release them. And the only way to release them is to forgive. And the only way to forgive is to be grateful. And so the practical way that you can do that is by really feeling the practices in this book daily. 
if you do the practices in these, this book for 28 days consistently, that's practicality. Anything that we do in order to make it practical, we have to do it consistently. So you pick something. This book lays it out pretty easily because it gives you 28 days of simple practices of becoming grateful. Gratitude will unlock your healing. Gratitude will unlock forgiveness. Gratitude is the key to unlock all of it. But in order to grab a hold of gratitude, you have to let go of them and what they've done. That's all I got. I'm not saying nothing else. I love y'all. <laughs> Unless somebody has a question, I'm not totally rejecting. I'm just getting myself off the hot seat. I got your mic. Um, I started healing when I asked, when I woke up one morning and asked myself, what purpose is this weight? What's the purpose of it? What is it serving me? I want to do X, Y, and Z. And does the pain from my dad and from a past relationship, does it get me to where I'm trying to go? And once I stopped lying to myself, once I stopped saying, well, that's just the way I am, that's just the way life goes, I realized it wasn't doing anything for me but keeping me at $7.50 an hour. It didn't do anything for me with relationships with my mom who I had a great relationship with but I wanted to take my anger out on somebody and she was closest in the house so mm. I took it out on her and the weight was just unbearable I would cry myself to sleep I would wake up crying I would <laughs> I would go in the restroom and pretend I'm brushing my teeth and more and I would just boohoo myself all just oh my god for no reason, because I wanted, I wanted to carry this pain, because it made I think I thought it made me look like a good person. So to heal myself, I had to. I know you're gonna hate this answer because I hated it when somebody told me. <laughs> but I just I had to let it go. I had to let that version of Tempest, who wasn't real anyway, I had to let her go. Mm. She wasn't serving nobody. She wasn't helping nobody. She was pretending to be friendly, but she wasn't really. She was angry. Mm. She was barely making it. She was getting into car accidents for no reason at all. Mm. She was cussing people out for no reason at all. She was losing sleep. She was gaining weight. She was losing weight. Her hair was falling out. She had bags on her eyes. And she was helping people be great while being so hurt and angry herself. Mm. And I had to let that created Tempest go mm -hmm. because she couldn't get, you know, she couldn't get, <laughs> Shannon said this money, but she couldn't get the happiness that she deserves. She couldn't get the, you know, the kids that she wants and the relationship that she wants and the, you know, I want to take care of my mom for the rest of her life where she doesn't have to pay for nothing. And I couldn't get that being angry 
and a job making $7.50 an hour. Listen to people cussing me out every day because that's what I attracted. So I had to, I hate the answer. I hate to give you this answer because Antonio told me this in 2011 and I was like, man, get away from me with that. <laughs> but I had, I had to, I had to let it go. And for me, letting go was, I had to let go of Tempest of who I created myself to be and embrace who I truly was and go on that journey of finding out what I didn't want and what I didn't like so I could discover what I did want and what I did like. I'm sorry for my answer, but it's, it's true. <laughs> Your answer is actually very scary because I'm thinking there's a part of me that is still in denial. And as you guys speak, you're saying, I'm not that hurt. Like, I'm not, you know, it's not as bad as these people are trying to make it seem, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm like, but if what you're saying is true, then that's a lot of things I got, that's ha that have to change. I have to, where do I find myself? Like, where, like, because I'm like, it's my, I, I don't even know how to take this off. You know, because I'm like, this is, this is me. This is me. So, like, how do I now just become something different? Well, well, your energy's in the wrong place. Don't take anything off. Don't do any changing. Create a new reality. So much easier to do that. And it's the only way to actually do it. Many people try to change by shedding the old. It's too much work there. Mm -hmm. And why would you go back to poison and take it off? Mm -hmm. Just create who you desire to be. Mm -hmm. And you automatically distance yourself from who you were. T.D. Jake says, the, further, the faster you run to your dreams, it's also the faster you distance yourself from your past. You don't go back to your past to release it. You create your dreams and you go chase them. Now I'm talking to everybody. Don't put your energy in the wrong place. Take a deep breath and relax and start creating your new place. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that will serve you. It's the only thing that exists now. The new place you cannot see because it does not exist in your current reality is the only thing that actually exists now. Your past is so far beyond you, even if it was yesterday, you can't do anything about it. Your present is a residual effect of your past. The only way you are in this present moment right now, this very second, as a residual effect of what you've already planted. So the only thing that is real is in your imagination. And that's the truth. Mm. And when you get that, when you can fully understand that what you're living is what you planted, Past tense. Hmm. What you're living is what you planted. You can't unchange what you plant, and you can't do anything about your present. 
The only thing you can do is create the new you in your future. This is why people like me will tell you the real world is in your head. The fake world is what you see. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll close it this way. <clears throat> Find yourself constantly living in your imagination. You're so worthy of it. And it's the only thing that hasn't hurt you yet. Mm. Your imagination is the only thing that hasn't hurt you yet. It's never let you down. And it's the only 100% supporter you have in your life. Mm. Your imagination will support you 100% to create the life that is worthy of you. Mm. Live in your imagination. Don't take off the old you. That's going back to something that you can do nothing about. Create a new you and notify people this is what it is. And anyone who won't respect it, walk away from them. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you that we are people who walk away from people who, don't, who do not bless us, who do not respect us. And who won't let us be who we are. Now we thank you for the imagination that you have created us. Imagination. Interesting. Image. You made us in your image. You gave us an image nation. We use it. Because that is where our creative power comes from. Because as the creative source, you gave us the one thing you are. Imagination. You gave us the power to create because you are the one that created all. God. God, I say right now that anybody listen to me later or now, it doesn't matter. They're creators. They are those who will create a life that is worthy of them and only pass prosperity to their children and not low self-esteem. Yes. In truth, we're all creating. Now, may we create like the great creative source. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> All right, everybody, we do appreciate you. Thank you for coming out. This will be on the internet tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions hear me well 48 job positions 22 dollars an hour paid training and i couldn't find someone not one person for those 
job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.